Oh, hi. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome. We're going to be talking the last resort tonight. Unfortunately, Kara will not be joining us. She had to work late. So just be Dee Dee and I tonight with you guys. There's a lot to talk about. So we're going to jump in and, and start talking about this craziness. Hi, Chris. Um, how are you? Um, Dee Dee's here. So yeah, tonight, unfortunately, Kara will not be joining us. Jimmy, hi. Hi, Dee Dee, you're here. Well, I accepted you, but I don't see you. There you are. Hey. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I had a crazy day, but I'm good. You know, there's a lot of craziness. Um, oh, hi, Chris. Missed you, too. Um, a lot of craziness that happened on the show last night. And then we have to discuss what Kalani put out yesterday. Yeah. Because it's very important that we acknowledge that and get our, our opinions and thoughts on that as well. So the last resort um, last night um, aired. It was not... It wasn't bad, right? Like there wasn't any nasty scenes, Angela, right? Like it was a good episode. Um, we watched um, Jovi and Yara go through some family therapy um, with Miss Gwen and it didn't go well. You know, it didn't go well at all. I feel like Miss Gwen has always been very close with Jovi and I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just feel like Jovi likes to talk to his mom more than he likes to talk to his wife. And we kind of realized that tonight or last night when well, Miss Gwen didn't know about the birth control situation, so she kind of felt like that was kind of wrong of, of Yara. But also, we found out that Joby had been offered a job, a local job, where he was able to come home every night. And he never even discussed it with his wife. He just turned the job down. But he discussed it with his mom. So I want to get your, your input on that. How do you feel about him not having an open conversation with his wife about what what the opportunity could be because they could have decided mutually for him not to take it or or whatever but he didn't give her that opportunity he left her out as though she wasn't a part of the decision process so how do you feel about that well, i think you know joby should have um you know went to yara about it i really do because that is a conversation that they should have had between them. Not that it's bad that um, he went and talked to his mom to get her side or her perspective on it. But from my understanding or from what I was getting out of the conversation was I believe he was trying to make the make the decision because it would have hurt them financially. I'm th I think he, he wasn't going to be getting as much money. I could be wrong. Don't hold me to it. Jovi, if I misunderstood, I'm sorry. Um, but that's how I understood the conversation. So I'm I'm thinking he probably went to talk to his mom before he even tried to talk to Yara or even thought about talking to Yara. Because we all know Yara wants him home every day. Who wouldn't want their husband home every day? Mm -hmm. Especially when they have a toddler, you know? Um, to make I think he wanted to make sure that he was making the right decision and not give in to Yara um, convincing him to take the office job, which could, you know, uh, make them go down financially. So, but it, I mean. I get that. I see your perspective because Yara, but just like she said in therapy, she would have been like, I would have had you take that job because that's what I want. Um, financially, it probably wasn't going to be the best job. You know, financially, we always have to 
something we don't want to do. When it comes to finances, your job that you take is probably farther away than you want it to be, or it's doing something that you don't really want to do, but the pay has to be right in order for you to make that compromise. And I feel like even if he didn't want to make that decision, his wife should always be involved in those decisions. And even you can not come to a mutual agreement. Like he could have brought it up to her and she said, take it. And he said, no. And then he ended up not taking it. But at least she knows she, her opinion was heard. Maybe she didn't get what she wanted, but at least she knows that she was listened to. Because at this point, I feel like she's not even, her opinion isn't taken into consideration in their marriage. Like if he doesn't want to do something, he just doesn't even tell her and he doesn't do it. Her opinion is irrelevant. And I don't feel like that's how you should treat your wife. Even, even if you don't always agree, you can still have a healthy discussion. I don't want to say a healthy argument, but like a healthy discussion about it and, and hear her side, hear his side and try to meet in the middle. That's what a marriage is, right? Like, I feel like a marriage is not just, a, not necessarily one person making all the decisions and the other person just saying, deal with it. I feel like there has to be some sort of healthy mutual discussion in there somewhere. Yeah, there has to be a hundred percent communication, you know, hands down, you know, but she can't be too upset with him because she, she was hiding the fact that she has been taking birth control. Yeah, they're, so, they're, both, they're both wrong. Yeah, all they need to work on communication. They need to work. I mean, I get where she's coming from. I'm a woman, so I get exactly where she's coming from. But still, she should have been like, look, Joby, I don't want a child, so I'm going to get on birth control. Or, you know what I'm saying? They both should have went and um talked about it together and if they couldn't come in come with a mutual agreement then that's when they should have brought in miss gwen or someone outside the family that could help them come into um like a, a mutual agreement on whether or not she is the needs to take birth control or not or whether he was needs to stay <clears throat> at this local job or stay out yeah yeah i just i don't like the way it makes it seem like Yara is not important. Like he makes the decisions, he does, he kind of just does whatever he wants and she's just supposed to say, okay, this is how it's gonna be. You know, I feel like she already compromised a lot because we know how she feels about living in Louisiana. You know, we, are, we already know that that's a compromise in itself. She's a, a California girl at heart. That's where she wants to be. She's already um, compromised with him and stayed in Louisiana knowing that that is not where she wants to be. That's a lot to ask. I grew up there. That's a lot to ask. To stay somewhere like that and you don't like it, that's a lot. It's very difficult. So I feel like he should at least listen to her opinions and listen to what she wants and her thoughts. Because, you know, if she stays in a marriage for too long where she's um, dismissed, her feelings are dismissed, her opinions are dismissed, she's going to eventually want to find somebody who pays attention to her and respects her enough to ask her what she wants and how she feels. And it might not be Joe, right? True, but we can't be too mad at Jovi because you know what Yara did last season. Yara kept a lot of secrets from Jovi, especially whenever they went over to Europe. He, she was doing a lot of sneaky stuff behind his back and was only um, letting her mom influence her in a lot of stuff. So we can't be too mad at Jovi. Yeah, you're right. They're both, they're both shady. They're both shady people. They keep a lot of secrets. She was trying to buy an apartment in Europe and try to move to Europe long term and take that man's child. Not even anything to Joby. <laughs> right, and try to 
take this man's <laughs> child because she was like well you're not home anyway it wouldn't be it wouldn't make a difference i was like you're trying to take this man's child to another country without asking like as a parent you know that uh, th there's the whole point where family court exists for for situations like this you can't just go behind someone's back and buy an apartment in another country and move their child there without asking like that's the whole purpose of family court because people think that they can do things like that without having a discussion so you nailed it i think both of them have major communication issues they don't communicate with each other they assume that the other person is not going to like what they're doing so they look at it as i just won't tell them and i think that's the worst possible way to be in a marriage because when you find out things about the person you're with after the fact, eventually that's going to get really old and that marriage is going to fall apart. Exactly. I mean, because if there's no trust and there's no communication or if there was trust at one point and one, one of you did something to break that trust, trust is really hard to get back. Once you've broken trust, it takes forever and a day to get that person to trust you again because from then on out everything you do or say they're gonna question everything they're gonna think you're lying about everything just because you weren't honest in the beginning so speaking of honest so kelly left the island the florida keys the resort he left the resort and molly is actually gonna leave too because i remember we were talking about that last week we we're like well is she gonna stay is she gonna stick around maybe do some like personal therapy work on some things just with her but she said that she's ready to move forward she's ready to to leave the the resort so how do you feel do you feel like that's the right decision you think she should go back home and and focus on herself because at first yes. i was like maybe it would be beneficial for her to stay there and maybe do some one-on-one -on -one with the therapist you know and talk to them and maybe see some personal issues that she might have that she might not have noticed but she's she's washing her hands clean of the situation their relationship is is done so do you feel like this was the right move for her to just to head back home? Yes, I do. Um, because, I mean, not not only, you know, it, yes, it would have been a, a good idea for her to stay and get personal um, therapy. But at the same time, you know, they was there on a couple's retreat. She, I mean, she wasn't, she didn't have her, her um, partner there with her. So what was the reason for her to stay? There yeah. was actually no reason. I mean, you know, it, the, why? Yeah, I get it. It sucks that they couldn't try to at least work on any of the issues. Like, it kind of seemed like they got there and they, they accomplished nothing. Like, nothing was accomplished. They I, was really, I was really rooting for them. You know, I, I really was up until, you know, up until, uh, you know, Kelly left. I was really, really rooting for them because they made a, I mean, to me, they made a really good couple. You know, they they acted like they were so in love you know and like i've said time and time again i've seen them together in person and it wasn't fake what they had you know you could tell that they really loved each other so you know knowing both of them on a personal level you know it's it's really sad because i was like wow you know molly finally found someone you know she can actually be with someone that truly loves her and will do anything for her and then things start falling apart and you're like wait a minute what went wrong what happened know. you know it's it's sad because i mean i was i was really rooting for them i mean i i really yeah. was. i like them together just like you i know all the issues that happened in the news we were just all like wondering how did they get to that point 
Yeah. Like, they went from, from getting along to doing pillow talk together to, to being happy to that point. And we were just like, where did, where did we go? Where did we go from here to here? And I was hoping <laughs> we would get to the bottom of it. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, like me and you and Carl, we talk about all the time, you know, they're behind closed doors, no matter who it is behind closed doors, you don't know what's actually going on. Because when you in front of the camera, you in the public eye, you it's like you have to act a certain way, whether you want to or not, whether you happy or not, you try to, to act like, you know, everything is fine. But you don't know how you're being treated behind closed I mean, we don't know how they're being treated. I'm sorry, that came out wrong. We don't know how they're being treated behind closed doors. Yep. We don't know what's said. We don't know, you know, their actions. We don't know the real them if we're not with them behind closed doors. Yeah, we'll never so, I mean, it's hard, we don't, so it's hard to judge someone, you know, other than what we see on, you know, on the, the, the shows and yeah. stuff. But, I mean, we only know 20%. I say this all the time. When you watch somebody on TV, you know about 20% of the story. There's 80% of the story you're never going to know because they didn't film that part. And unless that person decides to tell you, you're never going to know. So we can pretend like we know the whole, um, hey, Donna's back. So we can pretend like we know the whole story, but we only know the little bit that they filmed. And like you said, there was so much stuff. There was people being treated certain ways, arguments, fights. There are so many things that we didn't see that we'll never get to know because we weren't there. So we can we can definitely, um, oh wait, I forget why Molly and Louise broke up. I don't really know the real reason why. I just remember Louise said something about her having like Buddha stuff in her house. <laughs> That was a lot of that was a lot of stuff that was being said because you know she has like um I don't know if she still does but she used to have like owls okay well in the in the Hispanic culture if you have owls in your home or any kind of decoration or if you even have an owl on your um tattooed on you you are in witchcraft an but, owl the bird yeah oh. because they use owls in in their um in their witchcraft yeah. So in you know in the Hispanic culture, if they see stuff like that, they automatically think that you in witchcraft. But that wasn't the the real reason. I mean, the real reason was Luis was cheating on Molly. He used Molly to get over here. Yeah, he had family over here already, right? Yeah, everything. I mean, he he literally. I know that for a fact. He used Molly um to well, get over here. The fact that when. She asked him to leave. He had somewhere to go so fast. Yeah, I think that was what really made me realize this was planned. It was like he got over here. Planned. Exactly. It he, was planned. He started acting intolerable, so she would kick him out, and he had somewhere to go. Literally, someone to come pick him up right then and there. So I knew this wasn't just a um, uh, oops, things went bad. All of a sudden, we're gonna break up. This was planned out, kind of like Pedro and Chantel. Like as much as we wanted to believe they were in love. He planned to leave at some point, and he did. You know, it's just, he, Louise left a lot faster, and even Molly was like, this is nuts. She was like, this is crazy. This is completely insane, the way this man is acting. He was walking around the house with speakers, blasting music. He wouldn't talk to her. He was locking her out of her own bedroom. Like, it was nuts. Yeah. I remember and then, that, that. And then he tried to make it look like Molly was the bad guy, that Molly was the blame for everything, when in fact it was him. 
That's why he didn't want nobody to know that they got married. You know, whenever um, he got over here. Now, um, he didn't even, she didn't even tell, um, she didn't tell anybody well, Olivia, because, you know, yeah, he asked yeah, her not to say anything. Olivia didn't know right away either. No, nobody yeah. knew. Because he didn't want nobody to know that they were married because that was all his plan to get over here, get married, get the um the the um visa, get everything situated. So once he got approved, he uh, you know, he already knew because his family members had told him that once he gets approved, there's nothing she can do. She's still responsible for him. That's yeah, for like years. When he started acting stupid. Exactly. Yeah, oh yeah, the person said the loudspeaker scene, right? That he was walking around the house last of music she's talking to him he's slamming her indoors of her own house like it was that was a iconic 90 day fiance moment that breakup i think when they did um a top 10 breakups of all time for 90 day fiance i believe it aired on discovery plus it was one of those you remember i remember um, molly and louise was on the top 10 danielle and muhammad was on the top 10 do you remember when danielle had this like binder like this thick Full of all the paperwork that proved that he was he a whole box. Yes, she went all the way to Florida and she launched the binder at him. That was one of the best breakups of all time on Nine Eight I still, that still lives rent free in my head. I just watch Danielle like you're a user, Muhammad. She tossed the book and I was like, this is what I miss. Yes, okay, guys. So you did um this. It was the top ten Nine Eight Fiance breakups. I want to say it aired during the pandemic. It was like when they were doing the um, the pandemic stuff where we had like 90 day diaries and 90 day quarantine. So it's probably still on um, Discovery Plus. But yeah, it made it on there. Oh. Discovery Plus, yeah. You can binge all that. So <laughs> apparently, Asuelu was deleting messages, allegedly. Allegedly. So um, Kalani said that he was being shady with his phone. Like, and he was swiping. I think when you swipe, when you delete, you swipe left. I believe, right? You swipe left. Wait, you don't have an iPhone. Never mind. I don't you have iPhone. Yeah, so <laughs> he was deleting stuff. And then she asked him what he was up to. And he was like, oh, nothing. I'm just chilling. And she was like, see, this is why I can't forgive him. Because every time I think he might be doing something, even if he's not, I'm living the life of him cheating on me over and over and over. And I understood that statement because it's like, she wants to forgive him. She wants to make it work for her kids. But how long can you live with somebody who's lived with you, I don't know, 12 times, or cheated on you 12 times, and every time you see them doing something strange, your mind goes back to, what are you doing this time? Are you cheating on me again? And I can't imagine building a relationship on that type of foundation. Because she, she finally came clean to Liz and told Liz that it was like 12 times. He's been cheating since before. Um, before he got there, while she was pregnant, while she was filling out the 90 Day Fiance um, K-1 visa paperwork. Once he got here, he tried to cheat online. And then this situation with the mouth infection, like it's just one thing after another. And we saw that she used this information to unblock Dallas because she felt like, why am I the only one taking, you know, actual steps to try to make this work? If he's here, at couples therapy and he's the problem and he's still the one texting or doing anything strange why am i actually blocking people to try to make it work for him when he's not making it work for us so i actually agreed with that i was like why should you be doing more when he's the problem you didn't cheat you know i mean well technically how do we feel about the hall pass did she cheat or no 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 no, no. i don't think so either 
don't think so either because no, that's the whole she point. Did, she did not she did not cheat no yeah i feel like it's not cheating the whole past was i did this it was wrong i want to make it right so you do this so you can't throw that back in her face and be like oh. i would have been different than she did but no it wasn't um she didn't cheat let somebody give me a hall pass i'm gonna do it in their face i'm not gonna do it behind their <laughs> back or behind closed doors I'm going to do it in their face and take pictures and post it all over my social media. Just saying. Oh. I'm that petty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of them. Well, well, Kalani was very respectful about it. She wasn't even like, she didn't even really tell Oswelo until later that they were still in communication, her and Dallas. He didn't even know until I want to say when they got to couples therapy that she was still texting him is when she finally told him. So she was really respectful about it. She, she, respected his feelings which i think was bullshit because he's never been respecting her feelings since the beginning i feel like he's been like screwing her over left and right okay so dallas came to the florida keys to see her yes. and yes. that i thought was awesome i was like good for him i was like we're gonna be seeing dallas we are gonna see dallas before it's I, over with we already know, know he's there i'm excited <laughs> and she spent the night with him and do you find it ironic that Oswelu was freaking out when he was like, I can't find her. I don't know what she's doing. And I was like, hey, Oswelu, this is exactly how she felt all 12 times that you were cheating on her. It doesn't feel very good, right? You don't like the way that feels. Exactly. When you don't know where she is, you don't know what she's doing, you think she's with someone else. That's how she feels all the time. Every time you're gone and shady, that's exactly how she feels. And he didn't like it at all. He's like freaking out. He's banging on doors. He's asking his her sister. He's looking around. He's texting her. And I was like, taste of your own medicine, right? Now you know exactly how it feels for her every time you cheat on her and make her feel like she's not enough. Now you get it. Well, first, can we go back just a little bit, okay? Yeah. Couple things. Why in the hell, and please make this makes sense okay why and how in the hell is liz giving kalani advice well i want to say that, she said, that i don't want to tell you she was like i don't want to tell you what to do but i do want to tell you not to put yourself through it so technically she wasn't telling her what to do but you're right she was giving her advice she was giving her advice liz ain't nobody to give nobody advice because ed does just as bad as Aswelo. i mean ed cheats on her left and right left and right too so yeah. and she's still there so i mean you know what i'm saying and second of all do you actually think kalani blocked him i don't think she blocked him i really i don't think, don't think maybe she blocked dallas maybe during that scene and then right after the camera people left she unblocked him i don't think that she would have blocked him. He had his name on somebody else's phone number to make Oswelo right. think. I don't think they ever, I don't think she ever blocked him. And I don't think they ever stopped talking. No. I really don't. I mean, it would have, he would have wanted a really good explanation as to why she texted him that morning. And then that afternoon, she's blocking him with no explanation. There's no chance that she just blocked him without saying, hey, I'm going to block you today. Or whatever. Like, there's no chance that she just did that because if somebody randomly blocked me out of nowhere, I'm gonna want to know what happened. Exactly. I'm gonna want to know what. Happened. You've been in an intimate relationship with them, and oh. then they just block you for no reason. This person says blocked him on iMessage, not Instagram. That's true. That's true. So he probably was still able to DM her. So they were probably still talking, even if she actually blocked him. So what do you think about 
Gallus coming to the Florida Keys to spend the night with Kalani, do you think it was a bad time? Because she is at couples therapy with her husband. Like, no. That time? I, have, I, hope, I hope Dallas and, I hope Dallas confronts Oswelo. Actually, I actually hope Dallas beats Oswelo's ass, to be honest with you. Isn't Dallas a security guard? So that means he can fight, right? I read somewhere. I security, security guards guard. that don't know how to fight. I mean, they just, I, I don't know. They hire. I mean, you would think so. They hire <laughs> security guards who can't fight? Then I've seen the security guards that's got their butts whooped, yeah. <laughs> well, I, so, don't I, don't know. I do want Dallas to confront Oswelo and tell him, you know, hey, you messed up. You had a good woman. You didn't treat her right. I'm going to treat her right. I'm going to pick up where you left off. Have a nice life. Like, I definitely want Dallas to tell him how, how stupid he looks right now. Like, what's that Rihanna song where you're like, you look so dumb right now? You look so dumb right now, Oswelo. Like, honestly, yeah. you got a good woman. She stood by you through everything. She could have left you the first time you cheated. She could have left her ass in Samoa. She could have left her ass once you got here. She didn't do any of that. She stood by you. You look so stupid right now because she did nothing but she even tried to go to couples therapy and work it out with you and you were probably texting women while you were there sitting in front of her what is wrong with this guy i mean we already know that you know those those tears that he was so-called crying and there were out or what do you call crocodile tears they were fake tears he didn't whatever you know just whatever because how are you going to go to couples therapy and you're going to sit there and you're going to cry and you're going to ask for forgiveness. And then as soon as y'all um, y'all get up, you start texting other women. Well, isn't that what liars do? They fake sorry. They fake cry. So they, yeah, can they, they do. Exactly, they do. exactly what they do. And he knows this game because I'm pretty sure every time he hurt Kalani, he started crying. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I love you. I didn't want this to happen. And then... A week later or however long he was out doing the same shit that's exactly what liars do that's sad that is very sad it's it's very sad because they have two kids she stood by him once we found out how long she stood by him and how many times he cheated i just have so much respect for kalani because she really did try to make this work for her kids because she knew that this man wasn't the right man for her and she really did go above and beyond what a woman is asked of to put up with and she really did try i just respect her because i know we were questioning her like well why would you stay with them that long why would you have two kids why would you go through all this we were questioning it but i now that we found out a little more information on what happened so let's get into this um story that kalani posted on instagram yesterday are we ready for that or did you want to have any you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into that no, because we, we really didn't, the last resort really didn't give us anything this week. Yeah, so It was a slow episode. So Kalani um, posted on her Instagram yesterday because a lot of people were questioning. They're like, hey, you had a kid with him and he cheated on you while you were pregnant. And then you went and had another child. And everyone was questioning her, you know, decision making, her integrity and all this. And she made it very clear on her story that there was a lot more that we didn't know and apparently the second child that she got pregnant with um she got pregnant against her will um this was not consensual and she said that her and Asuelo have talked about it he has apologized but she just wants people to realize that she was basically held down she was not um willing 
to have another child by this person. And that was very, very, very shocking for me. I had no idea that she had been a victim of that type of assault by her own husband, the person that she married, the person that she trusted, the person that has children with her, the father of her children. So the fact that she was able to even talk about it publicly, I could, I, um, I definitely want to applaud her strength because, you know, in this world, people make it very difficult for women to talk about um, these type of assaults and this type of um, abuse. A lot of times people don't want to believe you or they want to judge you or they want to victim blame. So the fact that she was able to even admit that and say that one of her children was part of this type of situation, I'm just so hurt knowing that. And then what blows my mind even more, she is at couples therapy trying to make it work with the person who assaulted her. Unbelievable, right? I, I just want to commend her on her strength because the fact that she can be in the same room with someone who did that to her shows the amount of strength um, that she has. Because I know women who've been through that and they it's taken them years to even date again, period. Not the same guy, just any guy. They just have such um, broken trust. They don't trust people. They don't know how to get to know people because it damages you beyond um, understanding. Like it's such a mental, it's not just a physical assault, it's such a mental assault on your trust and your mental and your well-being. So the fact that she even considered going to couples therapy, even if she was only there halfway, she only had one foot in the door, I'm just surprised she even had one foot in the door. She should have divorced him and been done with him the moment that happened. So I'm, I'm just, I want to get everybody's reaction too, because I was really shocked. I know a lot of people sent me DMs how, how, how shocked they were that this happened. And I didn't know anything about it. Most of the people that I know from the 90 day universe were also shocked. She hadn't told anybody. So this was, this was something that she had been holding in for years. And, um, I, you know, I want to, I want to applaud her too, you know, for holding in a lot, um, that other stuff that, that she's been going through. But I can tell you one thing, if someone, especially my partner, did something like that to me, I would, I would rock those orange and black stripes. Mm. Right? You gotta go to bed sometime. Sooner or later, you gotta go to bed. And when you do, better give your heart to the good <laughs> Lord above. Should you fit me? Well, when she said it in the post, she said, I, he's apologized. And I was like, and? Who cares if he's sorry? It never should have happened. If you said no, exactly. that's exactly what it meant. I don't care if you're married or dating your boyfriend or girlfriend, because a lot of men are under the impression, well, you're my wife. I can, we can do it if I want. No, just because she said I do, does not mean that you own her body and you get to dictate when and where you do things to her. Like, I think that the fact that he said he was sorry pissed me off even more because every time I see him on the show saying, I'm sorry, I feel like he's full of shit anyway, right? I feel like he's, he's so always full, of been full of shit. He's been full of shit ever since he was, before he even came over here. Whenever we first met him on the 90 Day Fiance, I mean, there was nothing but red flags. And I mean, what is what has everybody been saying that, you know, this relationship was not gonna was not gonna work. I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. I, I really am. I didn't think it was gonna last that long. I don't think anybody thought it was gonna last that long. You were right. I, when they were on the show and she was pregnant with the first child, I assumed that it was gonna fall apart. They're not compatible. Like outside of him just being a complete douchebag, they're not compatible. 
Like, I don't see that at all. Oh, and another thing um, she said in the post was she is completely self-sufficient because a lot of people were saying, oh, you've been living with your parents, you don't work and all this stuff. And she said that the house that she was living in is half hers, it's on the deed, it's public record. And she said that her parents weren't supporting her because she was clearing up. I guess a lot of people have been attacking her, which has to be really difficult. She goes on this show, she puts her vulnerable self out there and then people are attacking her character. So I can't imagine what that's like, especially someone who's a victim of, of a sexual assault. I can't imagine what that's like for you to go and try to tell your story and then everybody online is trying to tell you how terrible of a person you are after all that you've been through. Cause they're like saying, oh, well you live with your mother and your father, you don't work and you stayed with him because you, you didn't have any goals. Or, and she was like, let me clear one thing up. And she was just going down the list of all the things she wanted to clear up. And I think a lot of people were shocked because you know, on the show, they never focused on her having a job. So people assume if you don't see someone going to work on the show, they don't have a job. That's not always true guys. You know, like there's a lot of people on 90 Day Fiance and a lot of reality shows that have a nine to five job. You don't get to see them go to it because that job might not allow filming there or they want their privacy of where their employment is so people don't harass them. Just because you see someone sitting home or going out and not going to work on the show doesn't mean they don't work, right? Because every time I watch Teen Mom, um, none of the Teen Moms are going to work, but I was doing some research and quite a few of them have a normal job. We just don't see where it is. So it's like, just because you don't see what they're doing during nine to five or whatever their hours are, we got to stop assuming that we know everything going on in these people's lives. Wait, she cleared that up on two snaps. Oh, so yeah, that was Snapchat, right? Somebody, people were sna um, screenshotting things and sending it to me. So I don't know where she posted it, but I know, I know that the, the one about the assault was on her Instagram story, I believe, right? That's where I seen it was on Instagram. Yes. So apparently the, the snaps were about her employment and her job and her housing and everything like that. And I was just really, it kind of made me sad though, because she's out there coping, you know, because when you go through something like that, you don't just get to live anymore. You have to start coping. Like you're never going to be the same. So she's out there trying to cope. And then she also has to try to defend herself to people who want to say horrible, terrible things about her. And it's like, how did she become the bad guy in this situation? Even before we knew about what happened, with him and the assault, how was she the bad guy ever? Like, I don't understand what she did that was so wrong. She was there because he cheated on her 12 times, right? Like, how did she become the bad guy? And then I know people were mad about the, the hall pass situation, but it was his idea, right? Like, it was his idea. He didn't go he, out and find it. And he told Jovi tonight, or last night, um, that, you know, he didn't think that she would actually go through with it. And now, Oh, he feels like a he feels like an idiot because he gave her that he gave her the hall pass. Well, once again, if you cheat on me and you give me a hall pass, you best bet I'm going to take it. But I'm going to do it in your face and take pictures can and put all over my social media. So can I say how abusive that statement is that he said? He said I did it because I didn't think that she would go through with it. Meaning, he felt. I, I can do wrong, and in order to make my wrong look better, I'll say that she can do wrong too. But since she's a good person, she wouldn't do it. So I can just get away with it scot-free. That's a very narcissistic, abusive statement. Because he was like, I'm shooting her left and right, so I'll give her the option to do it. But since she's a really good person, she'll never do it. So I'll, I'll look like a good guy for saying she could, while he's the one 
who created the problems in the first place. When he said that, it really struck me as like abusive. Cause I was like, you, you knew she wouldn't do it or he thought she wouldn't do it cause she's such a good person. She's a loving wife, she's a good mother. He didn't think that she would stoop to that level. And then, so he was like, I'm gonna make it seem like I'm sorry by saying she could do that. And then make me seem like less of a bad person. Cause I felt like that was his plan. But at the end of the day, George, it is Kalani's fault. Because when someone does you wrong, they cheat on you or whatever the case is, the first time you forgive them, that's fine. Let that be your lesson. But if they go back and do it again, I mean, the truth is, once a cheater, always a cheater. They're not gonna, they're not gonna stop. You know, if they do you wrong, they're gonna do you wrong again. I mean, yeah, forgive them the first time if it's a sincere apology. Asuelo's never been being sincere about anything. So she was actually asking them, asking for it herself because she kept forgiving him and forgiving him and forgiving him. So he felt like he could do whatever he wanted. And it's all he had to do was give her a little crocodile tear and say he was sorry. And she was going to be like, okay, just don't do it no more. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is her fault for allowing it to go on for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I hate to say that because I don't ever want to sound like I'm victim blaming, but it is true. I was always taught people treat you however you allow them or exactly. people treat you the way you allow them to treat you. You have to allow it. If you don't allow people to treat you a certain way, they won't because they know you won't allow it. They will lose you. So it is true. If she would have made it clear to him in the beginning, like, hey, if you're going to behave this way, you will lose me and your children. If she would have made that clear to him in the beginning, it's a possibility he wouldn't have continued. Or he might just be a cheater. You know, some people, it's an addiction. For some people, they don't know how to stop. It's not possible. Kind of like Christian on um, Before the 90 Days. He, he doesn't know how to stop flirting with women because it's just an addiction. So for Oswelo, it might just be he needs to talk to women. He needs to text women. He needs to um, sneak around. For some people, it's just how they are. Unfortunately, you know, they don't know how to settle down. They don't know how to be monogamous. They just need that um, reassurance over and over and over that they're enough. And then that's, I, and I tell people all the time, that's fine. If you want to be a playboy, you know, if you want to go out and have all this um, recognition and reassurance from different people, that's fine. Don't marry anybody and bring them into your situation. No, that's not fair. Marrying somebody is, is leading them to believe that you're ready to settle down when you're not. And I'm like, that's the issue. But you're right. I mean, I have to agree with you, though. If she would have put her foot down and walked away, you know, this would have never gotten to the extent that it got to. But it was hard. She made it clear. This was the first man she ever was mm -hmm. intimate with. She wanted to make it work and then had children with. And women, I think women are very, um, very sensitive when it comes to their kids because I've heard women say, well, I knew I should have left, but I wanted to make it work for my children. Because when you're a mother, Mothers don't think about themselves. Mothers think about their children. And she probably was thinking about her boys more than she was thinking about herself. Because when you become a mother, you're, you take the back burner. You know, your feelings, what happens to you is less important because those children become your world. And unfortunately, women are ending up suffering in horrible situations because they're, they're putting themselves as a mother first and not a woman. And, and unfortunately, you know, in our society, that's how women think that they're supposed to behave. They're supposed to behave as a selfless martyr. And I, I hate that because women are people first. 
you know, before that woman had a child, she was just a woman. She wasn't a mother. She was a human being with feelings, and she needs to take that into consideration. And I feel like Kalani probably was thinking more about her kids the whole time than herself. And I feel like if she would have put herself first, she could have saved herself a lot of heartache. Yeah, sometimes us women as mothers and fathers too. Now there's some men out there, you know, that that are raising their children. Yeah. But um we all make decisions sometimes when later down the road we stand back and, and we're like, Wow, why did I make that decision? Why did I do that? You know, and we always put our kids first. But sometimes and most of the time, we put our kids first thinking it's actually going to help our kids. But in reality, we actually damaging them because they're seeing all the chaos that's going on around them. That's true. Children are very um, observant. I think a lot of people don't realize how observant children are. They, they take, they absorb everything around them, good and bad. So a lot of people, they're like, oh, they're young. They won't remember. They know what's going on. Children can sense um like vibes like if someone is upset because there's been studies that show that an infant can tell if its mother is upset or not just based on her holding it or, or feeding it that it can it can feel what's going on inside another person children are very 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 intelligent and observant and it's it's hard to explain that to people because they're like oh they're young because they're like oh don't fight around the children don't curse around the children I'm like oh they won't know yes they will they will know, they will remember. It might not be like something that they remember tomorrow, but like 20 years from now, that stuff is instilled in their mind. And then it's hard to believe, but a lot of times the relationships that children see around them, the toxic ones, they repeat that in their lives, you know, later in life because unconsciously they remember that type of situation and they think that that's okay. And they, they don't, and it's not justified. It's like a, a unconscious thought you'd have to really like go to a therapist or be hypnotized to really get to the bottom of where you got that from, but it's in there. Yeah, it is. I mean, kids are more, more smart than what we really think they are. So. So I don't know. Um, I know that Kalani didn't reveal that on the show about the assault. So we're not going to see any reactions on the show from that, but we are going to see Dallas on the show with her, and I'm assuming he's gonna join for therapy. I mean, I don't know if he's just gonna pop up and talk to her or whatever, but I'm, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm assuming he's gonna confront Asuelo or Asuelo is gonna try to confront him at some point, which I don't know how that's gonna go, you know, cause Asuelo is probably gonna try to get aggressive. I'm assuming he's gonna try to get aggressive because now that he realizes that he can't walk all over her and there's somebody who can treat her the way she's supposed to be treated, now he's gonna feel threatened. He never threatened yeah. before because, you know, in his mind, he's like, she would never use a hall pass. She would never, he, he never felt threatened. But now that there's a threat and she sees what her worth is and she sees the way that she should be treated, now he's got to be very threatened and want to get aggressive and, and want to cry and say how sorry he is. And I think that if she really knows that this is a good guy for her, she should leave his ass in Florida and go back to wherever her and Dallas were at and, and just be happy. And I know it's only been two months, right? But even Liz said, Liz was like, you've had like a certain look on your face the whole time you've been here. And then when you said this guy's name, that's the happiest you've looked since you got here. That should tell yeah. you. Something. 
yeah. right? That should tell you something. You are here trying to make things work with a man who makes you unhappy. You say one word and your whole face changes, your whole demeanor changes. And that shows that that's probably the direction you're going in. Exactly, exactly. Well, I can't wait for next week because next week is supposed to be really, really good. The guys go to the strip club, so. Yeah, we've been talking about this strip club trip for like three weeks now. I'm ready for them to just go. Yeah, and, and big if it's Mike, uh, Michael on the phone, so. <laughs> Angela's gonna be mad even that he was on the video at the strip club. Angela, Angela don't play. All the way to Nigeria. This is what... <laughs> she gonna fly all the way to Nigeria just to smack him on the back of the head, then get back on the plane and. Wow. She gonna be like, wow, that's back to Georgia. She'll be like, I'm just gonna come up there and smack him. Remember when she flew up there and ripped his car apart? I feel that's like that's crazy. probably. <laughs> I feel like but that's you know, what we're... But you know. Out of all the 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 times that we've um, seen Angela on TV, the the past um, yesterday's um, episode and last week's episode is the first time I have ever seen her where she's not screaming, yelling, cussing, and bullying people. Yeah. It's nice to see that side of Angela. We knew it existed. We just didn't know where. Right? Like we were like. I know there has to be but a soft and socket. You know what that means, right? There's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> well, yeah, it's only, it's only a matter of time before Ange comes back out. You know, it's only a matter of time, but we knew it existed. She's a Meemaw, right? Meemaws are known for being nice and, and kind and happy. And we were just waiting. And I said that earlier, too. I was like, there was no crazy, absurd, explicit conversation. Angela was just being nice. Calm, observant. She was staying out of everybody's business, and that's I was like, I like it. Scary seeing Angela calm. That's actually scary because we know that her little bombs and they're ticking. So yeah, we. I'm sure she's gonna blow we, up. We'll probably see that bomb explode. <laughs> well, yeah, and so I heard that this is alleged. I heard that Angela, towards the end of the trip, was asked to leave the resort. And she had to stay at another hotel because of how loud and but and rambunctious she was. Wow. Um, I I don't know how true this is, but they said that the resort only allowed her to film there towards the end. She had to stay somewhere else. So they said that she was behaving. I wonder if this was after that. Okay, again, this is all alleged. I don't know if this is true. This is just what someone told me. Um, and I don't know how they found that information out. I didn't question it. But they just said towards the end of it, they said that she was so loud that guests were asking if they could do anything. And they asked her to stay at a, another hotel nearby. But she could come back to the to the resort to film the show. But then at night, she slept somewhere else. So it's funny you said that because I was like- seeing her quiet and calm and nice. Maybe this was after that and she was starting to behave a little better, right? <laughs> like maybe this was after that happened and she was like, well, I gotta keep filming here, so I gotta act. I gotta act right because I can't get kicked off the show, you know? So maybe that's kind of what that was. Who knows with Angela, but she's a ticking time bomb. So I'm pretty sure we're gonna see Angela become Angela again before the show is over. <laughs> well, yeah, we still we still have to see if her and Michael are gonna work it out because she brought divorce papers to the island. 
So we still have to see how that's going to go. So far, their relationships and therapy look fine. But again, you never know with Angela. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Michael might do or say the wrong thing at the wrong time and all, all shit's going to break loose, right? We, we don't know what's going to happen. So I've heard rumors of who left with who at the end and stuff. So I don't want to get into that. I want to wait and see. But I want to know if Angela and Michael stay together because there's rumors going around. And I just want to know if Angela really did sign those divorce papers or not. Yeah, I want to know, too, because I've, I've heard the same thing that they got a divorce. So Me, too. I heard, I heard it, too. And I, I can't believe anything until I know for sure. And I, I don't like to sometimes I like to ignore the, the blogs and just watch the show as it happens. I don't always want to ruin it for myself. Sometimes I just want to see it play out because people will send me stuff and I'm like, but well, I don't want to know yet. Like, I just want to keep watching it. Don't ruin the whole season for me at the beginning. You know, like, I don't want to know exactly. right now. Exactly. But All right, guys. Uh, this week was, it was like really, it was slow. There wasn't really no action this week, so. <laughs> yeah, it was a slow episode. It was a slow episode and hopefully it, it steams back up next week, you know, because we're not we're looking for drama the last resort is supposed to bring us drama so this was a slower episode next week we're going to see what's up with the couples and um we're going to be back here for og 90 day fiance on sunday oh tomorrow make sure you check um spotify apple music iHeartRadio um for the pop culture podcast that's going out tomorrow um so make sure you check out that with me and dd and heather c um, we'll be talking about some pop culture stuff, non 90 day related, believe it or not. <laughs> and we'll be talking about that tomorrow. So make sure you um, check that. I'll post it tomorrow. And make sure you're following Didi and Cara too. Cara had to work late, so she'll be back on Sunday with us. Um, make sure you're following Didi though. She's tagged in this video. Tag, um, follow me at George Mossy on all social media platforms, georgemossy.com. And anywhere you get your podcast, type in the George Mossy show or your streaming music, either one. And we're going to be back to talk to you guys on Sunday for the OG 90 Day Fiance. And make sure you check out tomorrow for the um, Pop Culture Podcast. Thanks, Didi, for joining me. And we'll talk to all of you guys really soon. Bye. Bye, guys.